Welcome to the 426th consecutive week of Cinema PsyOps. I'm your host, Court, the guy that can't believe he actually justified breaking out a full franchise fest for Tiger Claws, and just as dismayed that I did that choice as my co-host, Matt. Listen, I like Tiger Sauce, but the Tiger Claws part just sucks. <laughs> oh, Tiger Bomb! <laughs> little, Venture Bo- little Venture Brothers reference for everybody yeah. there. Um, nice. Yeah, so we don't have a whole hell of a lot of time for me to get nope. my notes in. I just took two uh, 25 milligram gel tab uh, THC Delta 8 uh, capsules. Plus we got women coming home. Right. And uh, we got to we gotta get going on this, but we still need to give some folks some problems. So we are right yeah. smack dab in the middle of the Tiger Claws trilogy for this. Uh, we're doing a full franchise fest. Oh, man. I made and the we decision. We know what comes next. Yeah. I made the decision to split these out. And actually, I'm kind of glad that I did because can you imagine trying to get oh. motivated doing these three movies in a row? No, I mean, the for first one, one is like, okay, you know, you have some enjoyment in it, but after that... <laughs> Yeah, there is a quality drop off that I have not seen in quite some time. And the quality drop off is significantly tied to the amount of Cynthia Rothrock in each of these films. And uh, so the main action star of this, I found out uh, through looking at the special features, is also the guy who like wrote and directed these, like the main guy who's like the main tiger guy taking Um, all over uh, and stuff. Richards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, he's the one that's supposed to be the star because he wrote it and directed it for himself to be the star. And Cynthia Rothrock is like all the other characters, just kind of window dressing for whenever he needs it for his character, right? I mean, no wonder. (laughs) I'm wondering. I was like, who would make this? And now that I know it was him, so he could be super cool, dude. uh, That makes sense, at least. Right. Now, I want to know who gave this asshole money. I, maybe it was his own money. Maybe it was his students because apparently he was a teacher of the oh. arts as well or something. I have uh, no clue how this guy got the money to keep making sequels for this, but yeah. there are three of these that we're going to have to get through. And it takes a hard turn into palm power supernatural here. Like this is, yeah, none of this was set up in Tiger Claws 1. So you got to be prepared for that nope. for Tiger Claws 2. Yeah, yeah. And three. Yeah, it gets worse in three for sure. We will get there when we get there. But it, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is a hard turn into like, wait, where did this supernatural stuff come from? Like real fast. And <laughs> Who uh, are these people? What right. are they doing? Yeah, where did all this palm power come from? But anyway, yeah. we'll, we'll dig into it and I'll try and explain some of how, you know, palm power works in these martial arts films. Because I mentioned it before that this is kind of the silly stuff I don't like as much as martial artists with like special yeah. palm power abilities where their chi can, you know, force lightning and stuff. Works great the in video games. Uh, that I can let it go is Big Trouble in Little China. That's right. it. Right. Yeah, that's a very good uh, example of using palm power martial arts yeah. where they focus their chi into like rays and or a lightning bolts or what have you. But uh, the reason that I don't like it so much is it starts getting into that like supernatural, like, well, we just have a power for that to solve every situation kind of thing. It's terrific in video games. Doesn't work so much in movies because it removes some of the hero's journey in that if the hero develops the same palm power as in the glow then it's just wizard versus wizard and that's never cool even if it's kung fu wizard and the one place that palm power works for me besides big trouble in little china and that's because it is the crux of the entirety of the plot line is the last dragon is the only other one that that kind of works for me on i I think i can get away with i'll let that one go too because that's like that one slide yeah it's the crux of the whole story right like the evil show nuff has the power and then bruce leroy develops the glow and there's even songs about the glow and that's the whole journey 
journey that he's trying to make and why he goes where he's going. So, the, I mean, it's focused around Pom power and like the mystical power of that. So I'm fine. Like this film, hard turn for no reason in a series into Pom power. Like, and it was never even set up. Yeah, right. Jeez. <laughs> and anyway, we go from a serial killer film to an anti-hero, mystical, magical mystery tour. Um, the good news is for the Pirate Radio edit this week, all tiger theme songs I was able to find for both episodes, and I think I did better than the last time around. Uh, up first for that on the Pirate Radio edit for this episode of 426, we're going to have Elvis Presley singing Tiger Man live right after this. This will keep you quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. Elvis live in his, I think, 68 comeback tour is where he plays nice. the, that's a cover. That's an old school blues song that he's doing the version yeah. of. And since, uh, this wait, wait, hold on. You're telling me Elvis Presley sang other people's songs? Oh, yeah. He stole all the shit all the time. Everybody yeah. knows that. And if they don't know, know. that, they're in fucking denial. Yeah. <laughs> Let's stop being in denial about the film we're covering this week. Let's get started with Tiger Claws 2. Go ahead, sir. Film opens with credits and a montage of all the killings Bolo Young did in Tiger Claws 1 while he is meditating or doing some kind of ritual to induce the previously on montage vision that we are getting. It is definitely not padding as it should catch you up on where we are at and also be padding at the same time. Mm -hmm. This finally ends with a shot of Bolo chained in a cell and some fucking dialogue, which let's face it, very little dialogue in the film. All of the dialogue that's in English has been recorded. There are 19 clips of various lengths. This is the first one. You're late. So what? Who's the gorilla? Chong. I wouldn't get too close if I were you. Why? 
and to spend nine months undergoing a psych evaluation. Tomorrow at trial, he's gonna plead insanity. He's not crazy. Hey, scumbag, that bother you? What are you, deaf? Oh, so I gotta teach you some manners, eh? Give me the keys. Fred, I don't think we should... Uh... Give me the keys. Hear me? Don't ignore me when I'm talking to you. I'm gonna smash your face! After this, they cut to New York City and some underhanded shady shit, and there's dialogue to confirm it. And as I mentioned before, everything gets recorded, so that is our next clip. <laughs> the weapons we delivered as promised. I see no reason to negotiate any further. It's time to, as they say, put up or shut up. The undercover cop is shot, as you hear there at the end of the clip, and the siege of a another cop coming in to try and get them begins. There's more dialogue right after this and our next clip. Stevie, Stevie. My own people, Steve, huh? Victor, I didn't know she was a cop, man. Did I didn't know. Huh? We go way back, huh? We've known each other since we were kids. Listen, Steve. Listen. Okay. I get them. Waste them. This leads into a foot chase shootout sequence that is more just the hero dude sweeping the perimeter and finally doing some action star shit when he removes a shotgun from one dude's hands and then immediately uses it to kill like a bunch of dudes that pop up around him as if it's a video game. Before the main bad guy of that group nearly mows him down with his car but is thwarted in that effort with a few shotgun blasts that lead the bad guy into a fiery crash that he miraculously gets out of in time to not die in the explosion and then still to be all arrested at the same time. Boy, is this copraganda porn or what? Oh, Jesus totally. Yeah. Man, Jesus Christ. What am I watching another episode of Law and Order? Holy shit. Just as it seems the bad guy will be off to jail, his henchmen show up in the hench van and break yeah. him out. And <laughs> the hench van. Love it. <laughs> and they break him out. And they are off to a paint and spray to lay low. A uh, little uh, Grand Theft Auto reference for some of you folks out there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got you to make sure you get the five stars off of you there. <laughs> the main hero goes all dirty, Harry, shoot him up at the van as it speeds off. This does nothing and they get away. They cut to dialogue. Thank fuck. That's our next clip. I'm actually glad you guys were late for our meeting. Thank you for the help. Don't thank us. Thank Dai Lofu. This should change my mood. You guys must think I'm as dumb as you look. You know, I like to think of myself as having a pretty good sense of humor. But right now, I'm not in the mood for stupid games. Now, where's the rest of my cash? Where are the weapons? Don't you worry about your weapons. You'll get them delivered when I get paid in full. You'll get the rest when we get the weapons. That was not the deal. Deals change. I'm going to get to I love Enough with this Chinese bullshit. Come here. I tell you how it's going to be, not the other way around. Do you understand that? Now, I would like to go and see you, Tai Lofu, face to face. Tai Lofu's in San Francisco. Oh, isn't that convenient? That happens to be where your weapons are coming in. Let's take a little trip. Let's go see Tai Lofu. Before we go, we have to pick someone up. 
Thanks for the ride, Harry. How about dinner? No, I tell you, I don't date partners. What does dinner have to do with dating? Ah, it's just as well. You'd probably be in a body bag anyway. What's that supposed to mean? You didn't hear? Your ex-boyfriend's new partner just got killed in a shootout. Is Tarek okay? You're gonna have to call down to the station and check it out. See ya. Hello. Hi, Tarek. It's Linda. How are you? It's nice to hear your voice. I heard about your new partner. I'm really sorry. So am I. She deserves better. Is there anything I could do? I'm not sure. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll fax you my new address, and I think you should come to San Francisco and visit. You'd really like it. Yeah, maybe someday. You take care of yourself. Okay, you too. Bye. Richards, the trial starts in 10 minutes. If you're not there, the captain's going to have a fit. Copy. Yeah, so what? I did a whole bunch of screen time and just condensed it all. Part of that is uh, numerous guards begin escorting Bolo Young around the station for what they referred to as Judgment Day there at the end of the clip. How else are you supposed to take wicked hits <laughs> off your vape pen without... <laughs> Yeah, that's what the clips are there for, is for me to take hits off my vape pen to try and speed along the effects of the pills that are now digesting in my stomach. My, my favorite's the coffee. It, it, yeah, this is a particularly um, nasty, nasty strain that uh, is quite cough-inducing. I won't name it and shame it, but yeah, I yeah. can't handle this. Anyway, uh, two comic book-looking <laughs> book henchmen are in the station and begin a shootout with the pigs to break out Bolo. We hear all about it in our, you guessed it, next clip. He needs you. See, but Joy's dead. I don't know. All units respond. Precinct one, gunshots fired. I'm on my way. Lock all the exits. Don't let Chong escape. I literally just stopped doing the take so I could make a note that <laughs> the cops were moving yeah. Bolo Young around and that there are two comic book looking henchmen and that's why there's new voices that pop up. I'm a professional uh, of like that. <laughs> you are very professional. So so much profession. It's all all. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So they murder two cops on their way out of the staircase, and the main guy comes to detect what has happened, and he notices a video camera that they cut to all the bad guys together immediately after this. More dialogue next clip. So you're the famous death dealers. Death dealer. Who is he? Mr. Chong, meet Victor. He'll be traveling with us to San Francisco. We need to get rid of this van. <laughs> Richards, we've just found a body. I think you should have a look at it east side from the bridge. Copy. Tell them not to touch a thing until I get there. Haven't touched a thing. Old Tiger Claws is back at it as they found the guy who pulled up next to them in the clip there. They basically said they needed a van. Dude pulls up in this like weird, really suspicious looking food truck out of a converted bus from like England. It is the least low key thing that you could probably be trying to drive to hide out your dudes in. But that's what they choose. Yeah, I mean, listen, it was an aesthetic choice. Yeah. Well, the dude that was driving that is dead in a pile of garbage and his face is all clawed up. The main detective guy is having a look at the scene and then works on viewing the breakout footage later at home. They're cutting back and forth with a lot of this stuff. They cut to a wide shot of the Golden Gate Bridge and Cynthia Rothrock 
investigating a death with dialogue, and you guessed it, our next clip. So what do you think? This guy was a fighter. Hello. Hi, it's Linda. I need your help. What's up? We just found a victim that has tiger claw markings. You think it's a copycat? I think it's something bigger. We just had the same thing here. Did you hear of Chong's escape? Linda. Linda. Doctor. You think it's Chong? Probably not. The victim's face was slashed by a killer missing a finger. Could you run a search on two names for me? Sifu Choi and Dai Lai Fu. I'll check into it. I'll call you back. All right. Bye. And that clip makes it to the end of the first 20 minutes. All right. So the tiger claw is back, obviously. Uh, the couple broke up and she moved across the country because isn't he in New York? Yeah, she moved away from him and now refuses to date partners because of him, is my guess, is what they're heavily implying. Yeah, yeah, it's, it sounds like that. Is it weird that I, I didn't know until you just told me before the show that he's the one who did all the, you know, he, he, he produced and all this so he could star in it. Now I see him totally differently and it's way more douchey. No, there's nothing weird about that. I'm glad you watched both of the films before I told you that, actually. Yeah, yeah, I watched them all, and now I feel like, wow, man, these guys are real. It's different now that I know he's doing all this on his own accord. It's fucking just, he's a douchebag. I mean, sure, I guess you could look at it that way, but I also love Paul Nashie, who does a lot of the same things, only as a werewolf, you know, oh. where he makes himself the center of the movie, and he writes it to where he's like this irresistible, sexy man that all these well, like, maybe you can do it right themselves at, you know, Nashie yeah. certainly did it right, because no one blames him when they watch his movies. Yeah, yeah, no, but I, I don't think this guy did it right. <laughs> no, this feels more Steven Seagal than Paul Nashie in that you are the yeah. center of attention in that, and they're trying to make him the ultimate badass. Honestly, if he is supposed to be the ultimate badass he could have done a few things that would have made him more of the reluctant hero and yeah. uh, less of the even cynthia rothrock has to be defended by him that's the most egregious choices that get made later in this film that's disgusting yeah um he i mean let's just face it the next two films cynthia rothrock gets refrigerated quite a bit uh it's uh -huh. ridiculous we're, we're not even oh, yeah. mash words it's about to happen in this film yeah and, and here's my other thing um what kind of an asshole the guy who asked her out and he's like you'll be in a body bag anyway and you're like holy shit dude just take the no oh my god <laughs> yeah it was the 90s it was a different time when men could be openly more hostile and misogynistic whenever someone turned them down and not have to face any consequences for it Ugh. yeah it was fucking Gross. disgusting uh, you know what though it's what's really worrying about this it's it's still kind of that way <laughs> yeah the big difference is now that those of us that are woke meaning that we truly want everyone to live freely of other people's bullshit and that's all um yeah. when, it, when it boils down to it you know we we are basically trying to hold people accountable for this sort of thing. And while it does happen where women can treat men like this, they usually are not in positions of power where they can act in this way. And even a man that is on the same level as Cynthia Rothrock, who is his is her partner, can treat her in such a manner and be openly hostile and misogynistic towards her and even degrade her and get away with it on the job. Like nowadays, you would be at least called out for that bullshit. And yeah. people would basically state that this is something that you did and you're a fucking douchebag and you either and it's weird that we have to call ourselves woke for just being decent people well i mean 
the folks that have a hard time with not being a fucking bigot have to start to belittle people that are not bigots. Yeah. That's all there is to it. And if that's the word that they want to use to belittle me, then I'll fucking take it. Oh my God, I'm woke. Woohoo. Big deal. Ooh, let's all cry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, speaking of crying, why don't we move on to the next 20? Well, I was trying to avoid that, but okay. Yeah, well, the next 20 starts with thugs all snug in their stolen converted bus on the road, holding up traffic. It appears the vehicle they stole to lay low is a food truck, and that is really fucking stupid, as we've already discussed. I just wrote it here in my notes. (laughs) (laughs) The vehicle breaks down, so the bad guys need a screwdriver, and some cops show up, but the bad guys have no guns because they left them in the truck, and the fucking pigs go to the counter and fucking order. They even make time to try and fix the fucking truck for them because these cops are bumbling fucking dummies. Oh yeah. But I, I mean, I don't Yeah, have it's maybe a, a, a very accurate representation of police officers though. So this movie did something. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, Bolo makes them food and they complain about it before the main bad dude shows up to fucking murder them and because it's cops getting killed on screen, that's our next clip. <laughs> oh god. Hey, I think we got a problem here. Yeah, look at this. You don't see a problem here, gentlemen. Yeah, boys. Get in the truck! Well, if we don't have any more screw-ups, we'll be at the airport in an hour. San Francisco by morning. Hello. Good news. Master Troy lives here in San Francisco. At least he did. But my Chinatown connection says that he's missing. Dilo Fu actually means big tiger, but it's also the name of Choi's student who now runs his business. What business? It's a martial arts school that's now a restaurant. I think I'll accept your invitation after all. See you tomorrow. They cut from this to the dude getting to San Francisco via a flight and being picked up by Cynthia Rothrock with plenty of shots of San Francisco to convince you they are there. And they pull over for some expository dialogue. So that becomes our next clip. I would like to keep San Francisco police out of this as long as possible. It's a personal thing. Well, the DA feels that we don't have enough evidence to move in anyway. What about you? I'm convinced. And I just happen to have a few days off, so I'd like to work with you. You know, it's a personal thing. What did you find out? We've had reports of some known underground fighters arriving in the city, and the mysterious Dai Lo Fu is hosting a tournament on New Year's Eve. Where? We don't know. Fighters don't even know that yet. Let's find out. We see more shots of the San Francisco cityscape just padding out the runtime, and that now all the bad guys are in San Francisco as well as they enter a restaurant, and then it cuts to more shots of the San Francisco cityscape really padding out the runtime this time with Cynthia Rothrock and her partner walking around investigating. I think they kind of talk about it. Dialogue, next clip. You can't go in right now. Sorry, Chunk Caesar's hit run. He might not even be here yet. Let's go up there. You always do pick the classiest places. Okay. Like a room? Cast only. How much? Hundred bucks. I hope you're worth it. Well, let's find out, handsome. Very nice. Will do. I've missed you. I missed you too. To work. I'm glad you're here. My apologies for not being able to speak with you sooner. There's so much to prepare for. It's good to see you again. I was not surprised by Sifu's death. He was old and it was his time. He asked if I ever saw you again. 
to give you this. What does it mean? We will cross part again. Not in this world. Since our teacher's death, you are the only family I have. Master Choi taught us we are brothers of the black art. Do you remember when we were young? The ancient stories of the sacred tigers? Story? Not just stories, myths. Master Choi's dying request was that you and I reunite for this event. You must agree to be part of this. Tomorrow marks the turn of our century. It's our only chance to prove the stories. If we miss this chance, it won't happen again for a hundred years. We must have time to think. Don't take too long. Let me take over for a while. Good luck. Hello, Victor. Take good care of my guest here. Anything he wants is on the house. I'll have a scotch on the rocks, please. Make it a double. Why did you come to see me? I thought we made a deal. I give you the money, you give me the guns. Your boys changed the deal. They only gave me half. Perhaps they wanted to keep the other half for themselves. My people are loyal. Well, maybe you're the one trying to rip me off, then. How soon can I have my guns? As soon as I get my $250,000. Your money will be here in a few minutes. So what's this? Celebrations. And what are we celebrating? I'm hosting a martial arts tournament on Chinese New Year. This year is exceptionally special. It's a centennial year. Well, it would appear we have a deal. I'll have my two disciples accompany you. Just make sure you don't have any further misunderstanding. It's Victor. I'm going after him. Okay. I'll wait here for Chong. We then cut to a chop shop of some sort where a bad guy gets greeted by our main ponytailed arms dealer and more dialogue, so fuck it. That's our next clip. <laughs> this is the way. Escobar. Hey, Victor. <laughs> Good to see you. Good to see you, too. California life has treated you well, my friend. You're looking good, too. These are our clients. You take care of that business, Mr. Spoken? Yes. Okay, perhaps we can show them a sample. Your satisfaction? Let's go. Loaded. Now, you boys really need to learn how to relax. Sit down. Have a drink. Live a little. We're like a family around here. A toast. To new acquaintances and old friends. The main cop gets busted snooping by the chop shop employees and they signal each other and one goes after him as guns start being handed out while the cop kung fu's the guy that got the drop on him. They shoot up the place trying to kill the pig and miss worse than a stormtrooper with a laser sight. I mean... It seems everyone in all these movies can't hit fucking shit with a gun. <laughs> Even the good guys can't hit shit. <laughs> They're martial artists, man. Guns are meaningless. Yeah, I guess. Jesus. <laughs> the cop pops a smoke grenade and our main baddies take off with even more shoot 'em up action as the henchman we were just introduced to is killed and they cut to even more shots of the city of San Francisco and good that God. is the end of the first 40 minutes. That is insane how many shots of San Francisco 
Francisco we had to see. I feel like I don't even have to visit there ever again. I'm fine. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I don't ever have to go there. So like I'm the, I know everything. How much you want to bet that was San Francisco stock footage too? Because it looked like a lot of the yeah. same shots from just like like they just flipped it or whatever. You know, like the cars uh-huh. were running backwards all of a sudden or some shit. Yeah, this film just feels so cheap at this point, and I'm just sitting there super late at night writing my notes and just not giving a fuck about what's going on on screen and like forcibly trying to pay attention. I had to make myself fucking coffee to try and pay attention to this thing last night. Oh man. That is no, no, that's rough. Yeah. I mean, no, I get it. It's rough trying to watch this. I was like, oof, yeah, man. And uh, I, I did something smart, though. Uh, I, I did my movie first. So I kind of watched him and I was I took a, a chance to see if I really needed uh, Tiger Claws 2 to watch Tiger Claws 3. And you don't um, at all. But you at all. And I'm glad I did, because if I would have watched two and then tried to do notes on three, it would have been horrific, (laughs) more (laughs) horrific than it already was. Right. And I was going to do the opposite. Right. I was going to get yours out of the way because I was thinking, well, maybe I can just watch three and it won't matter. You know, but then I was like, but I knew deep down, I was like, no, if I watch three tonight, I'm going to put two off before it's too late. And then we're going to record super late. I need to get both of these done tonight before I go to bed, you know, or as close to done as possible. So I. I did the notes on mine and I got them all finished. And then I started, we're not even talking about the movie. We're just talking about how we handled doing the movie. I mean, you know what? Hey, this is our our trauma from this movie. (laughs) I mean, it's all extremely straightforward. There's really not a lot of stuff to talk about. And it's like, it just feels cheap. It just feels low budget. It feels cheap. And it doesn't feel like even that they're really trying that hard. You know what I mean? Like, it it just, it feels like, like you said earlier, it's a vanity piece and Mm -hmm. it's, it's literally only the things involved the main cop dude who is like the writer director guy you know or whatever is is interesting in the film and then they give it another shot or they do another take like there's open lines being flubbed and they just let it go and like yeah everybody on screen it's like all just ego blasting at everything except for cynthia rothrock who is just kind of standing there doing the job like taking the money and just working and doing the martial arts you know what i mean Mm mm-hmm and this is yeah. still very early in her career as well. And she gets sidelined for so much of this movie. It's like a oh, yeah. waste of even having her in it, really. Well, I, yeah, I, I, I think he knows the only reason he has her in it is because it's the only it's the only way he's going to get a movie made. Right. And he just misuses her the entire time. And it gets worse in the next 20. So we might as well. Oh, just my God. On. It gets worse in the next movie. Yeah. Much just, worse. Just get movie. ready. It does not get better. <laughs> All right. So the next 20 starts with a pig on the phone and dialogue so that's our next clip (laughs) his story checks out where's masterson i work alone hey come on what do you think we're stupid i don't particularly care if you're a cop the film then cuts to cynthia rothrock's character walking around the street and trying some doors on a building she starts trying to find a way in and then she checks different areas to see if she can find a way in and then we see her climbing around scaffolding inside of the building she witnesses a shakedown in our next clip oh my god leave me alone i told you i have no money since dilo food took over chinatown is hell what was once a respectable place is now a disaster. Think about what he's done. Once beautiful Fujiao school is now a restaurant front for his mob. All he thinks about is money and power. And now he controls everything. You better tell me how much money do you have? I told you I have no money. You know what to do. Oh, 
You've just made the biggest mistake of your life. The clip the ends biggest with biggest mistake <laughs> of your life. The clip ends with Bolo kicking all the ass around him because he feels this is cheapening his skills and takes off when we cut to his mobster counterpart who is meeting with the ponytailed arms dealer. More dialogue. Next clip. Why have you come to see me again? I want to discuss doing some more business together. Our business is over, my friend. You should leave. I have other pressing matters to deal with. You're wrong. Our business is over when I say it's over. I see. Perhaps we should talk. Then talk. I would like to enter your tournament. <laughs> I want to be a competitor like Chung. You know I have the skill and the power to win that tournament. Which time I will gain the confidence of your men and then I will train them in using the weapons which you've purchased from me. And you and I can become an unstoppable force. I am not looking for any more competitors or partners. I don't care what you're looking for. I mean, whether you want me in or not. You must first qualify. No problem. Tarek, I followed Chong to this restaurant, and I saw him turn on Dai Lofu's men and save a cook. I'm not surprised. Why? Chong is an honorable man, but what connects him to Dai Lofu, that's a mystery. Dai Lofu just bought a truckload of weapons from Victor. So now what? Tomorrow's Chinese New Year. I'm sure Dai Lofu's up to something big. I have to get him there. Count me in. I hope you slept well. When I asked you to accompany my man last night, I wanted to see if your spirit was in fighting form. You demonstrated it is. Unfortunately, my men failed in their mission. This must be dealt with. Incompetence bears a heavy price. <laughs> I don't trust Chong. Why are we having this tournament anyway? Why not just have the ceremony to open the passage? Patch, I don't trust anyone. The tournament is part of the tradition. He's not stupid. After this, the pigs sneak into some kind of a warehouse elevator with some henchmen they knock out, and we see a training montage of this upcoming tournament that feels like we will be getting blue balls from with the ever-shortening runtime. Mm -hmm. The training is just a bunch of sweaty dudes throwing punches and kicks at things or each other or nothing at all and is really going on this entire time. I am typing this out before we are rescued by dialogue and our next clip. <laughs> You should understand, Sifu's death is a chance for both of us to become leaders. Remember the Qigong prayers? The key to unlock the Sacred Tiger Passage. We will be able to bring modern medicine and knowledge back to help our ancestors. We will be their heroes and protectors. 
After this, the pigs fuck up fake unloading to snoop, but are not caught, only corrected where it goes, and then they start knocking workers out with martial arts moves, and we see a cult of martial artists in some form of time-traveling ritual here. Is that even possible? What the fuck? The cops enter the chamber, and a speech is given. That is our necklace. <laughs> I welcome you all to this evening, which will be for all of us the most important event in our lives. Tonight marks the beginning of Chinese New Year, the key to the future and the past. Tonight, we will once again be able to control our destiny, to prove to our ancestors that we are worthy to meet them. We must first prove our skill. So we have invited some of the greatest fighters to join in our tournament. Let us begin. Not yet. Richards, <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> Still the strong silent type, huh? Boy, you sure had me fooled with that. She looks like a real screamer. I should kill you right here and now. A friend of mine from the East Coast. Honor us by joining our ceremony. You've got to be kidding. If I win, you let her go? Of course. Take her away. The tournament will be concluded at the Fuzhou Temple. The four finalists will join me in the opening of the passage. They enter some kind of passage and Cynthia is put into a cage or a refrigerator, if you will, as they cut back to the fighters going through a gate that locks them in, including our quote-unquote hero. So the tournament is all men entering a maze and one is going to be the winner. They don't seem to explain it and it doesn't matter because it's full of atmosphere and we just want to see some feet hit heads and heads hit walls and or floors after being kicked. <laughs> The bad guy, yeah, yeah. the bad guy with the ponytail, cheats his way around and keeps slinking around as they battle, and the numbers start to thin out. Cynthia is locked in with a dude who asks her a bunch of fucking bullshit. Oh wait, that's dialogue. Backed it up, and our next clip. You are Dalo Fu's prisoner, aren't you? He's going to kill you. I don't think so. Dalo Fu is not a person to be taken lightly. Well, neither am I. There's no way out. Or do you think I like it here? Who are you? An old man who made a mistake. Allow me to explain. Many, many years ago, the Grand Masters of the Fujiao Temple created a time corridor so that the worthy martial arts students of the future can return to the ancient temple for their final grading. Until this century, Students would return to the temple every 10 years. But then the chain was broken. The passage can only be reopened on the first full moon of the centennial new year. That moon is tonight. Well, if I were to believe in this ancient secret passageway, why does Dailo Fu need Chang to bring Victor's weapons into the past? Dailo Fu is the north wind and Chang is the south. Both are needed to open the corridor. How do you know all this? Both were my students. Dalofu has betrayed me and Chong has disappeared. Is your master Choi? Chong is here. 
and he's helping Dai Lo Fu out because he thinks you're dead. Oh, boy. Man, is she deep in that fucking fridge. Well, yeah. Way <laughs> deep in that fridge. This supernatural revelation and confirmation takes us to the end of the first hour. And then after that, we're barreling through to the end. Yeah, let's... Well, okay, let's... All right, number one, let's talk about how they're really just putting her off so she doesn't get in the way of our main character and his story that obviously we all want to sit here and watch and not definitely not her kick ass but him right hmm. like why why do this this way why it just i know that she's supposed to go off and you know but like have her volunteer to fight as well you know because she can keep a an eye on herself have one of the guys like talk shit to her have her kick the fuck out of him before this even gets started and then as punishment they won't let her participate they just drag her away and put her in the cage that's one way of doing yeah. it you know what i yeah. mean like uh -huh. something and you still keep honor and stuff. There's an interview with her on the disc where she talks about how some of the guys that she's had to fight were like complaining that it wouldn't work like that or blah, blah, blah. And she's like an eight or nine time world champion for the type of martial arts that she fights in. I can't remember what it mm. is, but it's it's a ridiculous number of you don't fuck with Cynthia, Cynthia Rothrock. Yeah. Pure, pure and fucking simple. And her response to that was like, I could kill you if I wanted to. This is yeah, a movie. Right? This isn't real. It's already supposed to be, you know like amped up a little bit but in real life she she is deadly she could have killed any one of these guys that were complaining about like looking bad because a girl is beating them up yeah it's <laughs> just fucking horrible right i mean what cynthia rothrock really needed in her career was people like me that would have been really happy yeah, to yeah. have her beat up, up on screen we're gonna have you uh beat up some more guys oh okay uh who are the guys i'm beating up it's it's me <laughs> Uh, this is a dream come true for me, Miss Rothrock. This is that's Kortza performing is that he would be Cynthia's partner, who she's constantly having to beat the crap out of because he's just incompetent. <laughs> a domestic abuse partnership in the whole movie's just about her. That's that's Kortz's vanity project. <laughs> My vanity project is me getting slapped around by her. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for fuck's sakes. Let's just finish this bullshit off. What do you say? Let's let's do it. Let's get let's push through it. I don't care how fucking short this episode is. All right, so the final 28-ish minutes, it's like got credits that are like four of them, so it's 24-ish minutes. Well, it doesn't fucking matter. Anyway, it starts with a shot of the great evil manipulator smiling with the knowledge that he is getting what he desires, and more warriors slinking around in the dark and trying to com complete this maze thing that really makes no sense other than just being ethereal feeling and weird but whatever this is now a supernatural thing i guess yeah it's, yeah it's now just it's 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 now ghosts and time travel and just get used to it <laughs> the hero claws dude fights the evil eye patch dude and seems to be outclassed at first but he knocks him out and runs off guess he won't be killing these dudes he then takes on another dude and snaps his neck so i guess he is only killing black dudes that comes across i guess yeah, yeah. that happens on film in this uh-huh <laughs> mm -hmm. and they cut to him making it to the center ritual chamber from there that leads to our penultimate clip now We'll determine who will be the four finalists. Honestly, I thought that was going to be a lot longer of a speech, but I just decided, whatever, I recorded it. Why go back? <laughs> yeah, right. Sometimes, you know what? Why look back? 
it's it's not good. Never look back. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to delete the clip and then go back. It's more work just to just, you know, just to not include it. So I just included it. This starts the tournament in earnest where the folks actually fight one-on-one in the ring and it becomes a montage when this is clearly the most interesting stuff. And why not linger here to pad out your film instead of all the shots of San Francisco? I mean, we just get the briefest of glimpses of fights that could have been instead of just the actual fucking fights that would have been really entertaining and it's super frustrating. Yeah, really. I mean, you know me, I'm in for some good tournament fighting. And when I'm not given that, I get a little antsy. Our hero dude makes short work of the person he is paired against. And again, he rather cruelly beats on a black man and appears to kill him. So what the fuck movie? <laughs> well, I, I think we're seeing a little something about the creator of the movie. I think it's he's telling on himself. So uh, <laughs> as they always tend to do, there's more dialogue and our final clip. Hi. How you doing? Good. How's the family? You're good? Your wife's okay now, right? Last night. There was a guy here with dark hair like mine and a lady with blonde hair, very beautiful. I need you to tell me where they went. I didn't see anybody like that. You didn't see anybody? Hey, if we want to, we could tear apart this place room by room. I told you, nobody here. You know, honesty's always been a part of our relationship. I don't understand this. Hey, don't bullshit us. Let me help you remember. Huh? You remembering? No, I, I remember. Good. The film cuts back to the main bad guy ponytail dude fighting and making short work of his opponent, then shows a monkey-style fighter dealing with his opponent as well. Then it cuts to the dummy cops searching the room, and then back to Chung making extremely short work of the dude he is fighting. Then Cynthia helping the master dude get free, then ponytail dude fighting and winning, then monkey kung fu dude fighting, then back to the master using his chi or some shit to help them break open opened the cell door and it works because supernatural just go with it i suppose yeah come on that's palm power where the lightning comes out of his hands and like powers up her hands and now they're strong enough to break the gate together whatever cynthia fights her way past several guards as this kung fu master dude just deals on one with his palm power film cuts to bolo taking out another opponent in his fight and then the pig takes on his next opponent who does some fancy kick work but is no match for our hero's lack of acting talent i really wrote it up that way (laughs) i'm really surly at this point yeah i would be i don't blame you we are down to the final four and the time portal is about to open as they cut to the beginning of that ceremony cynthia and the master arrive as the portal opens a rope figure walks up to the tiger wall and the master comes in to attempt to stop it cynthia is ambushed the master is incapacitated by his student and the tournament is now off as well as the portal remaining closed this leaves us with the final showdown battles to fight their way free the master dude is dragged off into the maze by the thug student pursued by ponytail and tiger claws cop and bolo while cynthia kicks ass and takes names with various followers around the master and his thug student square off with bolo even attempting to find them cynthia fights eye patch ponytail dude or so it seems they cut away to bolo searching for his thug counterpart to save his master or so i guess really they don't really say what's going on you just are getting a bunch of cuts back and forth they then cut to cynthia dealing on the dude she just knocked 
knocked out before Eyepatch attacked her. And now Bolo fights through henchmen and they cut back and forth between these excellent battle pieces. Ponytail Arms Dealer comes back and is getting the upper hand on the Tiger Claw's cop until the tide turns and he is knocked out by the Tiger Claw's cop. Bolo fights his counterpart and murders him, then finds his master and agrees to take him back to his homeland. Ponytail is tied up when Cynthia shows up for a team up and we see that the portal somehow is now being opened and two people go through. One of them is Bolo, the other is the master, so they just let them go and are collected by the other pigs that show up to clean up the mess and then they cut to the ancient temple. As the time travelers arrive, roll those motherfucking credits? cannot tell you what happens in this film i can only tell you what i am shown and that is all that i was shown and and i don't know what's going on i i really i don't it's uh it's massively confusing at the end of this yeah the fight scenes that they're cutting around in with the tournament and everything like that was the much better stuff i feel like they got mired in story that doesn't matter when they could have just got everybody's ass to san francisco the tournament thing is going on and then they just investigated by that dude entering it you know just pretending like he wants to take part in the tournament i mean they could have fleshed out a whole movie in just that tournament yeah like i said man give me a good tournament movie you can never go wrong if you give me a good tournament movie yeah this was like a time travel weird story that ties into the first Tiger Claws because Bolo Young gets broken out and then his character somehow went on some weird journey of becoming an anti-hero because now instead of murdering people for, you know, not respecting the style of Kung Fu in like a serial killer way, he is on a journey to go back to save his master, whom he somehow has not shamed by just like becoming a serial killer that uses martial arts to murder. Like what? Yeah, (laughs) I don't yeah, I don't get it. It's a weird character it shouldn't even be in a character in this movie really he should probably just, i mean it's a weird character arc for him <laughs> like why man why not just uh do like a tiger claws 2 and then make it a completely different story because you clearly wanted to make a completely different story you know yeah. just just call it tiger claws 2 but in this case it's a different version of bolo young make of it a twin brother you know they're the north and the Something. south wind and yeah yeah somebody looking for vengeance for him i i, I don't know there's something there but Maybe just don't make the fucking movie. <laughs> There's that. Or, you know, expand the tournament stuff because that's the best stuff. And like you just yeah. made it a bunch of lame montages. They karate yep. kitted their tournament where all the best stuff, all the fighting in the tournaments are in montages and you miss it all. And it, it's the, yeah, the, the karate sucks. kitted it. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at you least and karate I, kid gave us like a couple of good matches, even like not total montage. So, I mean, it wasn't, but this is even worse than Karate Kid. (laughs) Yeah, it's all montage. It's all of the Karate Kid montages of the tournaments. Like, all of it. Yeah. 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 and we got a few montage pieces in even Bloodsport, which is arguably one of the finest tournament movies ever made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and, right. I mean, I, I, I'm hard pressed to think of another martial arts tournament film that I like more than Bloodsport. I mean, anything about Frank Duke's life in general is usually going to be a good flick. Yeah, um, I mean, you're going to have a good time. You, right. you, you can't go wrong with learning about him. <laughs> right. But like a tournament film is a very easy way to showcase a bunch of different martial arts styles and how they interact together. If that's your burning story to tell. 
But this is clearly just a vanity piece to make the guy seem like the ultimate badass once again. And he already beat Bolo, and now he doesn't have to beat Bolo again. Now he's got this new ponytail guy that killed his partner that he has to kill. But this ponytail guy is somehow just as like deadly as the death dealer that Bolo Young plays, who just has this complete 180 and doesn't just murder the ponytail guy for being inconvenient, which seems like that's the character from the previous movie, something that he would yeah. totally do. <laughs> yeah, that does seem like something he would definitely do, is, is kill ponytail guy, because yeah. fuck ponytail guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm done talking about it. Let's just do a fucking yeah. story time, and this is as long as it's going to fucking be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, fuck it. Why not? I mean, what are we doing? Up next on the Pirate Radio Edit, we're going to have T-Rex with Tame My Tiger, and then we'll have a story time right after this. <laughs> I love T-Rex. They're so silly and fun. I feel like that was yeah. being played at two times speed, but no, that's just how T-Rex sounds, and I always forget it's, it. That's just how they. That's just that's just the sound of them, I guess. Huh? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let's pat out the episode for everybody and try and bring it back from the horror of Tiger Claws too with our story time. Time. All right. I hope you got one because I'm drawing a blank right now of what to do that will match in with the story for a film. And like <laughs> me, too. Me, I, me too. I'm fucking. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. I don't have anything interesting. <laughs> okay. Well, I can tell the story of um, when I went to see Teenage Ninja Turtles, <laughs> Three Turtles in Time, because it's the same sort of tournament uh, portal story for martial arts that was very Please disappointing. Please do. <laughs> Please tell us that story. <laughs> um, well, this isn't going to make me seem like a very good person. So I, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I think we passed that a long time ago. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. So I was dating a girl at the time, although I wouldn't necessarily call her my girlfriend when Teenage Ninja Turtles 3 uh, Turtles in Time had come out. And I used it as an excuse for us to get together and be able to hang out. And while we went to a theater to watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 Turtles in Time, we sat in the back and did a bunch of inappropriate things uh, with each other while other people were trying to enjoy Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 Turtles in Time. You, you know what? You did them all a favor. <laughs> yeah, it, here's the thing. It's like a family with like kids and stuff and like we're kind of pulling a bobert in a theater basically. Like we're we're getting after it. I mean, I'm all but like, you know, just <laughs> really trying to have sex during the movie basically. <laughs> with <laughs> other people in form. there? With other people in there. Yeah, like I mean, I, I I'm going to just out of respect for the other person involved in this, although she's made the same choices that I made. Like yeah. uh hands 
were south and up skirts and down pants during the film while we're making out and you know like these things happen yeah yeah like i like i said i'm, I'm we totally pulled a bobert in this case like i all but was like getting high in the theater at the same time <laughs> well that film yeah. was going i mean at least you weren't vaping i mean vaping wasn't invented at the time so i had to do yeah, that but like say it yeah, we had to smoke up outside behind the theater and then sneak around and hope nobody noticed we smelled like weed before we went in. And They all noticed you smelled like weed. I'm yeah. going to tell you that right now. <laughs> well, yeah, and everybody also noticed that we were groping each other in the theater in the back. You know, there wasn't a balcony yeah. where people would normally go to do that sort of thing. There was just the very, very back corner of the theater where, like, the door jam came out and then you had to walk back and up. Like, we were back in that corner thinking that no one would notice us and it would be a, wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> Now, if you guys look at when Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 was released, and if you do the math of when I was born, yes, I was far too young for this type of behavior as well. I freely admit <laughs> that. I was a bad fucking kid, but man, was that fun. <laughs> you, were, you were a bad kid, brah. <laughs> yeah, we were doing mutual hand stuff at the theater while Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 was Under going the on in the background. Under the pants hand stuff. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine yeah yeah well that's uh that was uh a much better way to enjoy the film and every time i watch Ninja turtles 3 turtles in time i have a very fond memory of that and uh i always get a little chuckle <laughs> our, our relationship didn't last very much past that i don't think that we would have been able to top that experience so you know we just kind of weren't together after that <laughs> That's my story time for that. <laughs> All right. Well, if you're going to go, I'll go one, too. Uh, I'll do my own theater inappropriateness. Um, oh, the time that so, you were also a Bobert? <laughs> yes. Yes. Now, mine's not as bad, but it, I got we got caught. All right. So we went to Ooh, go that's me a and good this one. girl. That's a good one, actually. Like, we're the time you got caught. That's awesome. Yeah. So me and this young lady who were dating at the time, uh, uh, this is well, well before I ever met my wife, my wife now, uh, we went to go see a movie that had been out for a while. We were, and it was like the middle of a day on a Tuesday and I had the day off of work. So we go in and we are the only two in the theater. So obviously you're brand new to a, a relationship. Um, you know, the movie starts, things are going to start happening. And uh, we were, we were going at it pretty hard. Uh, uh, it was, it, it was pretty explicit stuff happening, and there were some items of clothing that were actually removed. Oh, and as wow. we're doing things, so you're getting after it, and there's some nudity going on in this. Yeah. Well, she did. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to be delicate. Uh, you're getting she, blown in a theater. Go ahead. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, I'm getting blown in the theater, and I am. Uh, she's at her knees, and I am loving life at this point. Like who does when, yeah. when all of a one of the theater guys walks in, he goes, hello, is there anyone in here? I'm like, uh, I'm right here. He goes, oh, do, do you have somebody in here with you? And I go, oh, no, she she went to the bathroom. Oh, well, I just want to let you know we're currently under a tornado warning. <laughs> Tor um, when he said tornado warning and he finished the word warning, I came. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. As silently as I could. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it's like Lassard trying to give the speech while getting a blowjob. Yeah. Yeah. And hey, what's worse is this guy wanted to have a fucking conversation. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think we're in a lot of danger, but if you feel safer, you, you can head to the bathrooms as well. Do you need me to let her know? And I'm like, no, nah, when she comes back, I'll let her know. I, I think we're fine. <laughs> 
I'm like, but yeah, he's he had a whole lot of questions for me. So I don't know if this guy knew something was up or or ah. he was just being friendly and being chatty. Uh <laughs> I and here's to this day I don't even know what movie it was. I can't remember the movie. <laughs> That's fucking bad. hilarious. I just the I shit just, movie. <laughs> I just looked up mine. Uh I was 14 at the time when Turtles and Pine. Okay, yeah. Right. I was I believe I was either 20 or 21 when this happened. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get uh, a Hummer in the theater because I don't think that that girl would have particularly, you know, put her knees down on a theater floor. So yours must have been really worked up to not think about that sort of thing. Yeah, she, yeah, we were, we were pretty worked up like through because we'd been hanging out the entire morning and we'd kind of just gotten ourselves very worked up. <laughs> Uh, inappropriate boberting in a theater. That is our story times for both of us. Yeah. Uh, it happens, but uh, while mine was inappropriate um, because there were definitely going to be kids around, no one else was in the theater for yours, so that's not so bad. Yeah, mine, yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah, I don't know if mine would have happened if there were other people in the theater, but... Uh, I would hope But not. yeah, I guess what I'm trying to tell you is pay attention to the weather report, kids. It's really important. It can really help you out. <laughs> <laughs> Although you still got to come, so you know, there's that. <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> yeah, I've got a long history of inappropriate behavior with girls that I was dating and or full-fledged girlfriends in theaters. Um, hey, if it's consensual, is it inappropriate? I I submit to you it is not. If you're in a full theater that's packed and you're like groping your <laughs> significant other's body parts uh, next to people while you're in the middle of a Disney film, yeah, I think that's pretty inappropriate. Okay, well, maybe, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I was doing some heavy petting and making out with one of my first girlfriends during Aladdin <laughs> <laughs> while viewing Aladdin. I mean, I just was like fully going for it. It was bad. It was really yeah, well, bad. Hey, why do you keep going to kids movies? <laughs> this was the only way that I could get some of these girls out of their houses as an excuse. So that's how he did to it. Go see a kids movie. Right. Because it seems relatively. Uh, yeah. I don't first. know, man. Your practices are a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it was an excuse, but some of them actually wanted to still like be in the theater for the movies. Otherwise, we would just like not go to it. And then I would just tell them the general plot line. And, you know, we would go do something else, like go hang out and get high or whatever. Oh, OK. Well, that's fine, too. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose it does like make it sound better when you like going out and you tell your parents, I'm going to see this Disney movie. Oh, well, that sounds nice. What a nice boy he's taking you to a nice movie. Right. I was very, very good at being very, very devious. Absolutely. Uh, you're sick. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you kind of have to be to be able to survive in the environment I was raised in, my friend. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know what? I don't doubt it. Yeah, I'm going to pad this episode out in any way, shape, or form that I can. But let's uh, go ahead and end this bullshit. Yeah. On the Pirate Radio Edit, we are going to have Motorhead with the song Claw right after this. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Mean Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Mental Health, 
obsessive cinema discourse pick six movies the podcast by the cemetery the podcast on haunted hill the psycho semantic podcast rick radio house of wax dude looks like the 80s rabbit and red radio the shade cast short bus cinema two drink minimum commentaries the vd clinic who will survive horror podcast and which versus the doomsday clock with such a widespread of shows there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with horror politics movies books sex music commentaries health video games kaiju action news comedy and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world we are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world check us out at www.legionpodcast.com itunes spotify stitcher youtube and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found Now, I said I was going to pad out the episode, but I had no idea that I was going to do it by playing way more Motorhead than I intended. He lies <laughs> openly into the mic. He lies. <laughs> openly into the mic. Oh, openly he lies. Into the mic, yeah. Into yeah. the mic. This is not me padding out by repeating the same thing no. over and over again at all. No, not at all. Because you wouldn't lie like that into the mic. <laughs> not openly, no. <laughs> not openly. Underground, sure, but not openly. <laughs> Technically, I am underground, so I am openly doing that underground. Yeah, in the catacombs underneath San Francisco. It's nice. <laughs> Just like our movie. If you'd like to find the 425 previous instances where we have babbled on for no apparent reason other than because of some arbitrary length of episode that we need to maintain you can find that at the previous instances that has happened at www.legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops dash podcast which by the way no one's forcing us for this time we just felt this this is the right time (laughs) (laughs) the longer the runtime the longer it lasts and the more entertained you are i think is our thought but maybe that's not true if you'd like to discuss that uh, mathematics you would probably need to reach out to me because matt doesn't do math and that's going to be Legion Discord no. chat or Court Psyops on Facebook to find me. I don't know nothing about no math. <laughs> that was a double negative, so you also nothing know nothing about grammar. 
Me fail English? That's impossible. <laughs> All right, so here's the meme rundown so we can get the fuck out of here. First, yeah. the memes get shared to the meme repository on Instagram, which is labeled cinema underscore psyop. Then it gets shared to the Facebook page of cinema psyops and then the Facebook group of cinema psyops, as well as my main page, Court Psyops, and then a couple of other places as well. And that's where you're going to find all of that. Uh, last thing that I just have to get out for uh, those of you that are curious, the song that's going to be closing out the show here for the Pirate Radio Edit is the song Tiger in the Sun by The Cult. And uh, while some of you are wondering just when the fuck The Cult recorded that song, go ahead and kick the fuck out of this week and make it your <laughs> in and very much time to get it done so let's fucking rock let's roll it recording in progress all right uh your claps still don't come through so just give me a three two one to sync on three two one that ought to do it let's fucking rock it i'm gonna take let's roll i'm gonna take two uh thc delta eight capsules that are about 50 milligrams of delta eight thc right now before i even start the theme and uh hopefully they won't kick in before i get my notes done so let's see how that goes oh that's gonna be <laughs> awesome here we go Oh, God. Uh, what is that with the Leroy? Who is the master? What is that movie? I can't think of that on the top of my head. Um, the Leroy. Last Dragon. The Last Dragon. Oh, last. Okay. Yeah. And let's get started with Tiger Claws 2. Hang on. The fucking clip fucked up. Anyway, let's just reset. And three, two, one. Some of you are wondering just when the fuck the cult recorded that song. Go ahead and kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch. <laughs> All right, let's stop this and uh, I don't know. Do you need a bathroom break or anything or we want to roll? Yeah, I'd like one? to grab a quick break here. Okay, um, I'll stop it. Recording stopped.